When are we going to learn? Is history repeating itself again? These are the questions that I'm throwing out at you today. And I want you to listen to these questions, to these things that I'm asking you, because we are in a position where we really need to take a stand, where we need to make decisions. Because when you and I make the right decisions, we will be able to impact our families and those around us. So please stay tuned until after the intro so we can look how we can avoid history from repeating itself in a bad way. Welcome to the Rise and Shine show where we help you to become the leader that you were born to be. The show is proudly brought to you by Sunshine Harvest and now let's move on to today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's broadcast. This is Yanni again from the Rise and Shine show and today I've got a question for you. When are we going to learn? What are we going to learn? Are we going to learn that history is repeating itself again? Are we really going to learn that we have to learn from history, that we have to look at history, the examples that's been given to us in history, learn from these and apply the things that are good, but avoid the things that we shouldn't. And that's really why history is there. The history is there for us as examples so that we can look back, so that we can avoid the pitfalls of that time and not fall into the same holes today. And over the past while, you and I took a deeper look into the life of Gideon and how Gideon was used to take his people from out of bondage and some of the things that he did, the good things and the great things that Gideon did and how we can take those things and apply it in our lives so that we do not have to go through the school of hard knocks and that we can be successful in what you and I need to do and what we have to do according to God's purpose for each one of our lives. But also, we took a look at the things that Gideon did that was not good. They were maybe not um, that many, but there were things that Gideon did that we're not supposed to apply to our lives because it's also going to lead us to the same hardships that it caused in Gideon's life and even the, the lives of the people around Gideon. So I'm not going to go over those things again in today's message. So if you did not listen to that, if um, you didn't follow me there, please go back. It's a seven part series where we can learn from history and you can go and learn there specifically about Gideon. But today, I'm going to show you how certain mistakes that's been applied in the past through organizations and through structures that did not benefit people, that actually oppressed people, how we're basically in a situation today where we allowed these things to happen in our lives and where we are oppressed today and we are controlled by systems by people, by organizations, by corporations, and we are being funneled into a position or into a place where we don't want to be, where we should never have been, because it's not good. It's not good for you. It's not good for your family. It's not good for your society. It's not good for your country, because it's totally wrong. 
It's people that are manipulating you and I, and we're not supposed to allow that to happen. We were never supposed to allow that to happen. And many times why things happen is because we don't want to shake the boat. We don't want to get involved. And it's basically a a selfish attitude. I'm okay. I just want to be fine. I want to be blessed. I want to be healthy. I want to prosper. All these things just don't rock my boat. I don't want to know anything else. And in many cases, people don't even want to go and vote because they believe their vote does not going to make a difference anyhow. And it's all those small little things that you and I are supposed to do that we do not do that is sometimes or most of the time that ends up in major issues, not only in our own lives, but also in the lives of our communities because there are always, always, always unscrupulous forces, unscrupulous people who will try to take these things that you and I turn a blind eye to, take those things and oppress people. And you and I have never been made, never been created to oppress other people, to dominate other people, to control other people, to manipulate people. We've never been created or made to do that. In the beginning, God said, He gives us man dominion over every created thing. So that means over the fish, over the the, um, birds of the air, over the animals, over all the plants and everything to the mutual benefit, not only of ourselves, but also that of our families and of our communities. That's what God intended. And the moment we move away from what God intended, the result is, we open ourselves to hardship. And as we've seen, and as you know, it's not God that is hitting us with these things. And if you don't know it, please hear it today. God is not a bad God. He is not the one who brings these things on you and me. It's when you and I do not do what he tells us to do, that's when we end up in hardship. So let me explain that so that you can understand it. And this is vitally important for you and I to understand. When something bad happens, God is always attributed with that. So if someone gets sick, it says, yeah, but God brought that sickness on that person. It's not true. God gave his son, Jesus, to die for you and I, for our sins, uh, so that we can be healthy, so that we can prosper, All those things God gave us. If you look at at nature, everything in nature is, is in abundance. Everything. If you look at one plant, it's got multiple seeds. It doesn't just produce one seed. If you take a um, piece of wheat, for example, a wheat plant, from one kernel you get many kernels from each little seed that was sown into the ground. So everything in nature that God created is available in abundance. And that is what God's heart is toward you and toward me. But then he also said, do certain things. And when he tells us to do these things, it's intended and it's meant for our good because he knows why he said, do these things. For example, live a clean and a a healthy life. 
eat good food. He knows why he's telling us that. Because that will have good consequences. It will have good results in our lives. But when he says, do not commit adultery, do not commit sexual sins, he does that also for our good, for our benefit. Because good morals is good economics. Listen to that again. Good morals is good economics. This is what um, a wealthy uh, Christian businessman said once. His name is Peter J. Daniels. And this is what he said about economy. He says, if you've got good morals, then you will have good economy as well. But if it's bad, your morals are bad, then you're not going to have good economy. And we can see that in the, in the fall of the Roman Empire. They fell. They totally fell. And because their morals just went down the drain. And every single empire that rose that were not godly ever, doesn't matter how long ago it is, right now, even some of these empires, if you go and look at their structures, it's totally immoral. It's based and it's built on immoral principles. And they will fall. They have to fall. And that's why you and I are in the position that we are in today because you and I basically allowed these things to happen. And don't turn off now. Please don't shut this down because this you know is the truth. When you and I stand for what we have to stand and do what we need to do because of what we have been born for, we will know to take a stand and not just to turn a blind eye when things happen. Now, when we look back in history in the Middle Ages, for example, where the Roman Catholic Church, they decided they're going to keep the people away from the Bible. They don't want the people to read the Bible so that the people do not know what their rights really are, if I can put it that way. So they decided the priests are the only ones who's going to uh, be allowed to tell the people so-called what's, what's in the Bible. Now, I believe there are certain of the priests that, that did a good job. But when the people were impoverished because of the taxes that both the, the church structure and the government, who as many times were related to the church structure, when those people taxed the, the, uh, the normal people, the people started getting poorer and poorer. And when they started revolting, these uh, structures in the church, they started telling the priests, listen, you have to start telling the people that it's a good thing. It's actually a holy thing, a godly thing to be poor and to suffer. It's better for you to do, be that way because then you are really a good Christian or you are really a good person. And that was a lie because they just wanted to, to enrich themselves. And look what happens today. The church at some stage decided they're going to step back. They don't want to get involved in society. And that's mostly what happens with Christians today. Christians today think if they are poor, if they struggle, this is from God. It's to keep them humble and it's just to uh, be a good Christian so that in the afterlife they can have a good life. And that was never God's intention. Because what the church did way back, the, the Roman Catholic Church, they set up all these structures so that they can control people. 
and if people didn't want to submit to them, they had to go through hardships. They really imposed a lot of stuff on people. And what they started doing, they produced things or people in education only for the church and only for the government because those were the only people who could afford to go and study. And the same thing started happening several decades ago in the Christian church as well. They didn't want to have anything to do with the world system anymore. They just wanted to be on their own, in their own, call it little holy huddle. And in the, they started moving away from the universities, where more, which became more and more liberal. So they moved out and they started their own colleges, their own seminaries. And what they did there, they taught the people on demonology and, you know, theology and all these other ologies. And all they produced were uh, people that were educated for the church only. There was no lawyers that they produced. There were no medical doctors. There were no scientists. So all the other universities became more and more vile. It was more and more liberals that took over with their uh, wacko agendas with the immoral agendas and that is why we are in the place where we are today so if you are a Christian please don't take offense just hear what I'm telling you and go to scripture and ask the Lord to show you to open up to you what I'm saying I'm just throwing this stuff out at, at you I might give you some scriptures where you can go and look at but I don't even really want to do that I want you to take the responsibility and go and look at it. Don't just get offended by what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. If you're not a Christian, don't blame the Christians because you need Christ in your life. Otherwise, you're not going anywhere. So it's for both unsaved or saved. These things apply to each one of us because you have to live a life and you have to impact your own life. You have to impact your family's life. So what are you going to give your family? Are you going to give your family really a good inheritance? Because like God says in Romans, in Deuteronomy 30, he says to the people there, I put before you today life and I put before you death. And he says, you must choose. But you know what? God gives them even, he gives them a hint by telling them exactly what, what they should choose. He says, choose life. Because if you and I don't choose life, what are we going to get? We're going to get death. What does that mean? Does it mean you're going to die immediately? Not necessarily. But it means that you're not going to have good results. If you choose death and you speak negative stuff all the time, you know words are like seeds. What you speak, what you sow, that's what you're going to get. So if it's good stuff that you speak, if it's life, if you speak life in your children and encourage them and you um, help them to uh, understand scripture, if you help them to be the person that God created them to be, then that's what they're going to be. If you don't do that and you just speak negative things over your children all the time, slap them around, that's exactly what you're going to get. Eventually, they wouldn't want anything to do with you. And they most probably, they're just going to go sideways. 
and they're not going to have good lives. They're not going to be good citizens. They're not going to be a good influence on their communities and on their countries. And this may sound harsh. So <laughs> forgive me for, for going on this, but it's just really something that, that we have to look at because you and I have to learn. Like the, the topic today, when are we going to learn? Is history repeating itself again? I'm telling you, yes, history is repeating itself again. Because if you go and look at the teachings of Jesus, he taught on, uh, on finances. He taught, uh, taught on good governance. That's what he taught on. He didn't just all kinds of fluff all the time. He was all the time he was in opposition to the legalistic, the, the religious people all the time. He always were in opposition to them and they always they the ones who wanted to kill him so if you're religious you're going to want to knock me if you're not religious you're going to hear what i'm telling you because that's what jesus was was up against all the time even paul the apostle god called him to go to the gentiles to the heathen people but every city that he went to he went to the synagogue first. He first went to the religious people. He went to the Jewish people. And every time when he started telling them the truth, they knocked him. They took him and they beat him. They uh, got him before um, the judges. And it happened several times. But the moment Paul decided, I'm, I've had enough of this, and he obeyed what God told him to do, it just happened in a flash. I think it's two years since that decision that he made that he spread the gospel throughout the entire known world at that time. And up to then, it took him, it took him a long time. I'm not 100% sure of my time here, but I, I think it was like 14 or 16 years that it took him uh, before that. And he was not as successful because every time he went into the synagogues, he tried to convince the, the religious people that they're wrong and this is the truth. But the moment he decided he's not going to have anything to do with that again, he's not going to let history repeat itself, he's not going to allow those things to happen, and he went to the people that God sent him to go to, then immediately his success came quick, quick. So that's as we, we've seen. When we learn from history and we do what God tells us to do, then we will be successful much, much quicker. And this is the message that we have to hear today. Please hear my heart. I'm not yet to knock you. I'm not yet to knock anyone. My only purpose is, and my only goal today is, is just to get us to the point where we understand that we have to learn from history. Because we are in a situation today where you and I have to choose. And I'm telling you, the situation is getting graver and graver by the day. And I'm not a prophet of doom. All I'm doing is I'm warning you. Take what I'm, what I'm telling you and you decide for yourself. I'm not even going to point you in any directions. I want you to take the responsibility. Because when you make a decision to hear what I'm saying and to go and see and to look what's really going on, it's going to benefit you and it's going to benefit your family. Because when your family structure is sound, then whole society will be sound. 
And it's, it's a proven fact when you look at history where, where families were together and families would um, learn together, where parents really shared with their, with their children. That's where the structures were solid and, 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 and really unshakable. And when you look at the, the results in future, it's amazing to see those results. Just uh, in the last few days, I learned, for example, of Jonathan and, and Sarah Edwards. He was, he was um, a minister of the gospel and Sarah, she prayed for her children and she taught her children. And just like scripture says, train up a child in the ways that he should go and when he grows, grows old, he will not depart from it. And it's amazing to see uh, someone did a study on their life many years after, many years later. And they, at that time, there was, I think it was about 1,400 of their descendants. And there was one vice president of the United States. There were various governors. There were uh, judges. There were medical doctors. There were lawyers. And it was just incredible. And then they took the, the example of another person who lived basically in the same time period as Jonathan Edwards. And this person, he was, a, he was a drunkard and he was basically no good. He didn't have a job and everything. And when they looked at his, um, uh, his um, people that came from them, his, his uh, posterity, when they looked at them, there were prostitutes and robbers and many of them were in jail. And, and so the reason why I'm just showing you this is just to show you if you impart the right things, the good morals, the, the, the truth, life into your family, into your children, then the results are going to be amazing. And everybody is going to benefit from that. But when you don't, when it's, uh, when it's bad morals or uh, evil things that you impart into your children and even living that kind of life yourself, what's going to happen in the future is going to be much more, much more grave than where you even are today. So please help me to learn from history so that we do not repeat the things of old because we can change it. We have to change it. I'm telling you, I've got in my heart that there's a time coming where we will see things happening that we've never seen before. And I'm talking good things. There might be a time where we're going to go through a bit of calamity and it might not be nice, but I'm telling you there's coming a time where it's going to be so glorious where we will bring in structures again that will be in line with good morals, with God's word. When you and I do what God called us for, what God called us to do, it is so vital for us, for our children. Because otherwise, if we don't do that, our children are really going to suffer. They, well, they will have to pay the consequences. They will have to pay the price for the decisions that you and I neglect to do today. There was a long time in my life that I didn't want to know anything about politics. I didn't want to know anything about the so-called world system or religious thoughts. When you look at Jesus' prayer in John 17, he says... Father, I do not pray that you take them out of the world, but that you will protect them from the evil one. So Jesus even saying there, 
stay where you are. You have to engage. Jesus taught on, on um, economics, on economy. He taught that all the time. He taught on government. He wants you and I to be involved in every single structure. And you and I have to dominate those structures. When we look at some of the other uh, religions, the, the Islam, for example, they want to dominate the world. And it's with evil agendas because when they come in and they bring in their Sharia laws, it's not cool. It's oppression. And everyone that doesn't believe what they believe, they just push them out, whether it's violently pushing them out or otherwise. But that's what they enforce. And maybe at this point, let me just read you something. I think you're going to find this very interesting. Now, the reason why I'm going to read you this is just a short little piece. Now, this is by Vladimir Lenin. This is how he was known this guy who sort of uh, instituted communism, if, if you want, or he was one of, one of them. And when you look at what he propagated, now, he didn't want to know anything about religion, uh, although what they brought in was basically also a religion. But listen to what he's saying and the things that he's knocking. Remember we said, morals good morals that's what we have to have with people to have a good life so that we can have a good economy and everything now he said corrupt the young get them away from religion so that was the first thing that he said get them interested in sex you know what's going on around us today make them superficial destroy their ruggedness in other words that they uh, are not strong anymore and I've even seen that around me many years ago when I when I um, just left school uh, in the country in South Africa where I grew up we had to go to uh, to the military for uh, two years I didn't go to the military I, I went to the into the police force but we we were physical stuff we went through those basic trainings and stuff and it was hard and years afterwards, the people couldn't do those things anymore. Their knees gave in and all that because they were sitting all the time. They were on their mobile devices. And that's really today. Many of the young people today, they, they don't know what, what it is to be rugged. Then he goes on, get control of all means of publicity and thereby get the people's minds off their government by focusing their attention on athletics sexy books and plays and other trivialities. So take your eyes away from the things that are really important. This is the evil agenda that we're sitting with today. So whether it's socialism or communism, it's exactly the same thing. He goes on. Divide the people into hostile groups by constantly harping on controversial matters of no importance. Always preach true democracy, but seize power as fast and as ruthlessly as possible. And that's what's happening today. There's a push to just to seize power and to just control and to dominate people. Encourage government extravagance, destroy its credit, produce fear with rising prices, inflation and general discontent. And this goes on and on. I'm 
telling you we're in a time where you really have to learn from history and not make the same mistakes again. I implore you, listen to this message. Just go and sit and think. Think of what you can do to make a change and then go and look for information. Gain knowledge and then do what God called you to do because when you do that, you will be successful in everything that you do. You will be able to impart into your household, into your family. You will be able to train them and to teach them in the right ways, in godly ways, so that not only their lives will be impacted, but also those lives of the people who get in contact with them. And although you may not see the results in their lives, maybe you might not be around, but I can guarantee you that their lives will impact the lives of other people as well. Like this one uh, governor in the United States, when his daughter was little and something grave happened, she said to, to her father, she said, Daddy, why didn't someone do something? And she was a little girl. I think she was five at the time. And today, that same woman, she's... Uh, a very active mother. She's involved in a lot of stuff. She makes sure that the children, that they get what they need to get, but she's also involved in society to help to get the people to the place where they need to be. So please take this message and, and make, make it your own. Please take this and, and how can I put it? Make work of this. Put some effort into this and do what I'm asking you to do. As a leader, you owe it to yourself, you owe it to your family, you owe it to your people around you to be the person who makes a difference. Don't sit and wait for others. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm not waiting for other people anymore. Previously, I would have said, no, I don't want to do that. But I need to bring this message to you to encourage you. Take a stand. Do what you need to do and you will make a difference. Thank you so much for listening. Share this message with, with uh, someone. Go to my website, share there and please donate there to help me to get this message out. I appreciate you and you have an awesome day. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rise and Shine show today. Please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends and family. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.